Fantastic. And I want to give a shout out to each and every adult on our AMP camp team. Uh, they have worked so hard and stepped up in these past few weeks and just do a phenomenal job instructing your students, coming up with creative ideas, and making all this happen. So kudos to the AMP camp team as well this morning. Let's uh, open up our hearts and our minds and listen very carefully to this psalm. It's a very familiar psalm for most of you, Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Why? For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And all God's people said, amen. One of the things that we affirmed with the students beginning on Monday of this week was that all of us, every single person in this room, in fact, every single person on the planet must worship. We cannot not worship something or someone. We cannot not worship something or someone. And apart from God, we will chase something or someone down with the hopes of getting an understanding of who we are, how we fit in this world, a sense of meaning and worth and value. We will chase something or someone down to get a sense of worth and value. We cannot not worship something or someone. For example, at any moment in my life, I could decide to worship the great and mighty Ori. And I could decide to attribute to this orange qualities and mysteries and characteristics that cause me to say, I will lay down my life for the great and mighty orange. In fact, this is a seedless orange, a great mystery to all. And if I were to decide to do that, because I could, I have to worship something. And apart from God, I'll chase anything down, even this orange. And I'll decide that this orange has certain qualities and characteristics that are worthy of study, of writing books about, listening to podcasts. And if I were to decide that this orange is going to be the very thing in my life that will transform me and change me, I will probably order my life around this orange. I may trade in my current motorcycle and buy an orange one. I may wear orange shirts like some of the people in this room are doing right now. Get what I'm saying? Now, you may look at this and go, well, that's silly, Carlos. Who would worship an orange? Crazy. I think not. Thousands of years ago, Egyptians had gods with a small g and deities for everything and anything. Over 2,000 deities were worshipped. And it's no different today. No different today. Because every single person on this planet cannot not worship someone or something. And so today you got sports, all kinds of American idols, whether that be on the political spectrum or entertainment spectrum and every other spectrum in between. Power, money, super social media star, status, wealth, education, and the list goes on and on and on. Things like ministry. Good things can be pursued in wrong ways. 
Because we have to find something that gives us a sense of identity, a sense of meaning, a sense of who we are. We all must worship something. And we will order our lives around whatever we decide is worthy of attention and worthy of worship. It is no different today than it was over 4,000 years ago when all those Egyptians worshipped over 2,000 deities. And when God called the people of Israel and gathered his people as a nation to create a new people and make a covenant with them, he said to them, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Not 2,000, and he can't be found in an orange. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Fast forward into the New Testament, and Peter writes this. You, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And then God says this. God's very own possession. Stop running around and trying to possess whatever your orange is. Stop trying to gather a sense of meaning and identity and worth and purpose in the things of this world and chasing after them. We are trying to possess something that we think will give us meaning when God has made us his very own possession. Did someone say amen to that? I'm not quite sure. Maybe they did. As a result, why is God doing all this? What should this look like in our lives? If we profess to follow Christ, if we say we've laid aside the oranges in our lives and are now going to worship God and God alone, what should that look like in our lives? Peter says, as a result, you, not me, you, everybody in this room, all believers around this world, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, those words, once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Amen. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Timothy Keller, a pastor and theologian, said this. He observed this. Christianity is the only worldview where your identity is received and not achieved. Christianity is the only worldview where your identity is received and not achieved. Listening? If you and I decide to achieve our identity in this world, we are going to end up at some point or another totally frustrated and disappointed. Because if I choose to receive my identity in a politician, in a political party, in fame, in sports, whatever I choose, in an orange, if I choose to do that, at some point I'm going to be disappointed and frustrated. Because the culture will move on from the mystery of the orange. Or the culture will move on from sports. My team will lose. My political party will lose. The things that I'm hoping and trusting in and, and putting my all into at some point will collapse and change and morph and transform. And I'll be left frustrated. Or the culture around me will say, why are you doing that? I totally disagree with what you're identifying with right now. Why would you do that? That is totally inappropriate. And I'll be frustrated because I'm trying to achieve my identity in something that is not going to work. But if I receive my identity in Christ, if I affirm these words, you are a chosen people, you are royal priests, a holy nation. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people, God's very own possession. 
Not only that, your story and my story, the reason that God wants to get a hold of our hearts, the reason God wants us to lay aside all the oranges in our lives, the idols, the things that we cling to that we think will establish our identity, is because he wants our story to show others the goodness of God. Because he's calling us out of darkness into his wonderful light that we might be able to praise him and show the world that Jesus is real and he's alive. You know, there are 10,080 minutes in a week. 10,080 minutes. We spend about 60 or so of those minutes together in a service of worship like this. Now, I don't know about you, I can look amazing for about an hour. I, I, I can pretty much guarantee I can make it work for 60 minutes. Okay? The question is, what is happening for those other 10,020 minutes in our lives. It all can look wonderful for an hour in, in, um, in worship. God is way more interested than what's happening in this room right now. He's interested in lives. So I'm going to close with a, a couple of questions before I invite the crew up. What's your orange today? Is there an orange in your life? Have you given something or someone a place in your life or in your heart where only God belongs? Have you been trying to get a sense of identity, a sense of worth, a sense of value in something or some, in someone in this world? And the scriptures tell us that this world is passing away, so it simply will crumble. It won't work long term. Worship starts when we no longer try to achieve our identity here and we receive our identity in Jesus. How does that work? When you and I confess our sin, we say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Jesus, help me to order my life around your love, your mercy, your grace for me. I'm done trying to do life on my own terms. I am trying to possess all the things in this world that I think will complete my sense of worth and value. And I'm done doing that. I'm going to now begin a new journey, a new process of learning what it means to be possessed by you and your love, to be taken over by your mercy so that my story and my life can display Christ and his love, Christ and his mercy. But it starts by saying, Jesus, please forgive me. Jesus, come into this messed up life, Jesus, do your work and have your way in me and let this story proclaim that you are alive. I want others in this world to know that you brought me from darkness and into the light. Second question, what about those other 10,020 minutes in your week? Team, why don't you come up as I wrap up, okay? What about those other 10,020 minutes in your week? Worship is so much more, so much more than a song and dance and scripture reading, attending a service. As important as all of that is, there are 10,020 minutes in our lives that belong to God. So we say, don't go to church to worship. Bring your worship to church. Commit to investing those 10,020 minutes in a life of service and love to Jesus and to others as an act of worship. Paul says in Romans, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. And then Paul writes this in Galatians. The only thing that counts, 
the only thing that, if Paul says a sentence and starts it by saying this, the only thing that counts, let's listen to what Paul says, the only thing that counts, is faith expressing itself through love. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. What would our families look like if what we're singing about this morning, if what we're proclaiming is part of our journey, that we belong to Christ, if, if what would our families look like if what we say was expressed in love, in our marriages, in our families? What would our schools look like? What would our community look like if what we say about our lives is expressed in love to those around us? It sounds like a big task, 10,000, 20 minutes, but you know what? You and I, this week, can say, I'm going to take just five minutes and maybe with that person, because the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love, I'm going to take five minutes with that person that I'm struggling with, and I'm going to love that person because I believe I'm a person of faith. I believe Jesus is in my life, and I'm going to express that belief by loving someone who I've struggled to love. Or I'm going to forgive someone that I'm not forgiving. Or I'm going to approach someone and just be a friend to someone because Jesus, I say Jesus is here, and so I'm going to love someone because that's true about my life. What would your world look like? How would it change if we just took five minutes this week and then next week maybe six? Then we stumbled the next week and did three. You get what I'm saying. Let's be willing to take that journey and little by little express through love what we say is true. Let's receive our identity and stop trying to achieve our identity. Will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our time together this morning. I pray, God, that if there's anyone in this space, in this room, that doesn't know you, or perhaps is struggling with whatever that orange looks like in their lives, I pray, God, that if uh, we're in a position in our relationships, whether they be at the workplace or at home or in our marriages, where we are struggling to express our faith and love, that you would just, just humble us and bring us to that place where we are willing to express love because that's the only thing that counts i ask god that this church this body of believers and every single young worship leader in this room would choose to live a life of faith and choose to express that faith in love and service to jesus the king of kings and lord of lords and to every person that is brought into our lives for the sake of his glory and for the fame of his matchless name we pray and all god's people said